and welcome to the Wildcat Scoop Podcast. I'm your host, Shelby Shear, with a very special guest to start the podcast tonight, our daughter, Brielle, Elena Shear. Hello. We just got home from the Arizona women's okay. basketball game. That was the funnest game ever. I haven't been to one in two years. That was and the first game. Arizona defeated the Ducks 63-48. to Brielle, what are your thoughts about the game? I thought at the beginning, because it kept going to tie, to tie, 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 and it was so annoying. So in the first quarter and the second quarter was Arizona second quarter scaring 20, and then they started winning up Oregon. And then Oregon, I haven't been to a game material, so I don't remember something, but Oregon did was good in the start. They were like trying to win at the start, but then on the third and fourth, they started going And then Arizona down. started winning. And then Arizona started winning. And Oregon couldn't shoot. Oregon. Do you have any shout outs you want to do for any of the players? Who's your favorite? Kate Reese and Sam Thompson, my yep, They are the best. Thank oh you, Brielle, for your commentary. And happy birthday. This is her birth, one of her birthday presents she's looking forward to. So, Thank you for having me on. I'm going to go to bed now because it's late. And she's gone. Well, on that note, we'll welcome back Jason Shear to the podcast. Mm. Hello, honey. Brielle could be a better host. Brielle could be. She's she's going to She got so excited that she's very upset. She wanted to re-record it and say Sam Thomas instead of Sam Thompson, but... We just said we'll leave it because it's very cute and endearing. You're good, Brie. It's 10.45. It's time to go. It was pretty late. So that was really fun. Women's game um, was packed. No spitting, which was weird. Yeah. Felt a little out of place. A little classier than the men's game. But what are you going to do? There's always next time. (laughs) There was no drama either between the coaches. We waited to the end to see what the interaction would be. And Adia just waved. And she was waved back at. And there was no words exchanged. Lame. Yeah. You know, you want the drama, but... Whatever. Save the drama for your mama. We're actually here after that very long introduction. Thank you for sticking with it to preview the men's basketball game tomorrow. Arizona versus USC at McHale. Just jumping in here. Jump right in, Shelby. Jumping in. Two feet first. Fight on. Oh, no. Now I'm going to have that in my head. Boop. boop, Why did you say that? Boop, 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 Is there any expectation of a letdown after that big win over UCLA? I'm glad you asked, Shelby. That's what I do. Glad you asked. Ask the hard-hitting questions. Uh, I've always consistently said that in college athletics, it is very difficult to match the emotion two games in a row. And it was clear in the UCLA game that it was the most intense and emotional game that Arizona has faced all year. With that being said, there are some things in Arizona's favor. Number one, it's at home. You're not going on the road. So it's easier to get up for a game when you have a sold-out crowd. It's going to be close to sold out, if not sold out, from what I'm hearing at 10.53 on Friday night. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it is much easier to get up. Could Arizona start off slowly? Yeah, I could probably see it. But I don't think it's going to be the type of game where Arizona just comes out um, and plays like crap. Um, if anything, I'm sure you know uh, Tommy Lloyd did a good job of right after the game saying, yeah, cool, UCLA, and the reward now is we get to play USC. And so they, they turned focus to USC, um, you know, right after that UCLA game. They celebrated that night and turned focus to USC as, as it should have been. So I could see them starting off slowly, but I don't think it's going to be the type of deal where they're just not getting up at all uh, to beat the Trojans because now that they beat UCLA, there's a conference to win. One can even say that they are pivoting 
Ooh. Right into USC. That's a Friends reference. I know everyone gets a kick One out of One could even reference. say uh, they've got the Trojans covered. Pivot! Okay, anyway. What type of team is USC, Jason? I'm glad you asked, Shelby. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, it, it started out this season where the general thought was that they were super good defensively. Uh, held San Diego State to 43 points. Then they go to Utah, they score 93, and all of a sudden you're like, oh, this this seems 13-0. and 0. They're pretty good. And then they go to Stanford, um, and they lose. And then they lose to Oregon. And all of a sudden, the defense isn't as good as it seems. Now, with that being said, yeah, they held ASU to 53. They held Stanford to 64, and then they lost. Um, you know, they've held, you know, it, Utah to 67. But their defense, while solid, isn't elite. Arizona's defense is elite. Offensively, they're all over the place. Uh, they've had games where they've won. I mean, they beat ASU and they scored 58 points. They lost to Stanford. They scored 61. Uh, they beat Colorado. They scored 61. They scored in the 60s and win games. Uh, it, I, I will say that they they match up somewhat well with Arizona because they're big. Uh, they're the third biggest team in the country, according to Ken Palm. They don't shoot a lot of threes. Um, they don't shoot threes well at all. They shoot free throws terribly, but... Um, their two-point defense and their effective field goal percent defense is elite. It is really good. Um, the thing is, they don't they just they don't force turnovers very much. Uh, they take care of the ball, but um, they're kind of do what we do. They offensive rebound well. They're big, um, but they're not going to go out there and go nuts offensively. It, it's just very unlikely. So it's kind of your prototypical USC squad where they beat the teams that they're supposed to and lose to the teams that they're supposed to. Like they don't do anything special. What individual matchups are you most intrigued to see between these two teams? Um, there's two. There's two, Shelby. Number one, I'm really curious to see what Arizona does with Boogie Ellis. That's a great name. It is a great name. Could have gone to Arizona. Arizona said no. True story. Um, what <laughs> what uh, they do with Boogie Ellis because um, Kirk Risa, not sure if he can guard a guy like Boogie. I think Boogie, Boogie is strong, straightforward. Um, so then the question is, uh, you know, who who does Kerr guard? Because USC, like I said, they go from 6'3 at point guard to 6'9 at shooting guard, 6'9 small forward, 6'9 power forward, 6'10 center with Isaiah Mobley. So the question is, do you take your chances that Max Abampolo, um isn't going to kill you, similar to what they did with Jules Bernard? Or do they start Kerr off on Boogie and see how that goes? Do they put Dalen Terry on Boogie, but now you have a major size mismatch? So I'm, I'm really curious to see two guys, basically who Kerr Kreese guards, um, and then who uh, Dalen Terry guards, and then uh, Christian Coloco, another matchup where he's facing a really good center in Isaiah Mobley. He's gotten the the better out of the two, you know, all American type of centers that he's faced, and maybe he can add a, another feather to his cap. But Boogie Ellis, um, who guards him, and then who does Dalen Terry guard? Does he guard Drew Peterson? Um, you know, does he guard Boogie, which could be tough? Uh, it's it's USC's big. It's really intriguing uh, what they're going to do there. Andy Enfield, one of your favorite characters. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Is he a good coach or a bad coach? So it's one of those situations where, um, yes, that's the answer. He's a good coach and a, a bad co coach. And what I mean by that um, is that basically uh, he's good for USC, but he's not a good coach. Like big picture? Bobby Hurley style. Uh, I think Bobby Hurley is great for ASU. But if you have a job opening, you're not going to call Bobby Hurley probably. USC is a football school. It's always going to be a football school. Uh, Andy Enfield, to me, 
you know, and, and it's funny because Michael Luke and I debate it, but, you know, I had Michael Luke on the phone the other day, and I said, would you take Tim Floyd or Andy Enfield? And he said Tim Floyd. All right, and then so it's like, okay, so then what is Andy Enfield better than? I think the thing with Andy Enfield that uh, I learned is that he had an absolutely loaded team with Benny Boatwright and those guys and didn't do anything. He had NBA players at, like, every position and didn't really do anything. He's decent enough to, to make the tournament at USC. They're never going to win the Pac-12. You're not going to say, here come the USC Trojans. So is he good for USC? Yes. If he was at Arizona, would I want him at Arizona? No. So he's a culture fit for USC. Yeah, he's fine. Like and he's, he's basically a C coach. Like He's a meh. Yeah. We talked about the meh. He's an average Pac-12 coach. Would I take him over Tommy? No. Would I take him over Cronin? No. Would I take him over Altman? No. So right there, you know, you're, you're going forth. And now that's when you start to kind of look at him. Would I take him over Tad Boyle? Probably not. Okay, so now he's a middle-of-the-road Pac-12 coach. He's a middling-to-fair coach. That's a good answer. Thank you for that. Thank you. You're welcome. All right. Well, finally, our last, we usually keep it to five questions if anyone's noticed a pattern here. What is your prediction for this game, Jason? Yeah, so, again, it, 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 it is, there is intrigue here because Chavez Goodwin is a really probably underrated player in the conference. Um, Ken Palm actually basically has him as, as the best player on the team. Uh, Isaiah Mobley, but the thing is Arizona has the size and USC isn't a very good offensive team. Like the way they usually get it is overpowering it on the inside. Well, Isaiah Mobley is not going to overpower Christian Coloco. Chavez Goodwin isn't going to overpower Balo or Tubelis. So Arizona has answers for everything that USC wants to do. The The challenge is probably Boogie Ellis and Drew Peterson more so than anyone. Uh, Max Albanpolo is a shooter. He doesn't really do much else. But if, if they can contain Boogie, um, they're going to win this game, in, in my opinion. And, and USC is going to try to muck it up and make it ugly. And, and Arizona has shown that they can win these games. I just, at the end of the day, when I look at this game, I could picture it being an ugly one. But I don't know how USC scores enough points against Arizona's defense. Like Arizona's defense will have to just have a complete crap game. Um, you know, you look at USC, 58 points against ASU, 61 against Stanford. 78 and 79 against Utah and ASU, which is fine, but then they go back and score 61, 69, 71, 69, 63. You know, it, it's there's so many games they have in the 60s and in the 50s where it's like, I just don't see USC being able to hold Arizona to that um, without the ability to force turnovers, hit free throws, et cetera. The Arizona has struggled against teams that do that, and then USC doesn't shoot threes. And those that's what you need to do to beat Arizona. Like UCLA struggled shooting threes, in the second meeting, not the first, and they happen to lose the second meeting. The team that Arizona loses to defensively is going to be a team that hits threes. USC doesn't do it. So, uh, right. So, to me, um, they're at a deficit. Yeah, I, I'm probably picking Arizona by 12 points. I was going to say 11, 10, 11. Uh, let's go 80, 68. Double digits. Back to you in the studio, Bob. All right. Thank you. And then I think I'm going to start doing bracketology next week. My bracketology is Jason wants to go to San Diego. That's it. That's what I write in my bracket. Portland? No. Jason does not like Portland. No. Although Arizona did uh, beat Ohio State and was, you know, that was fun. Portland was fun. Uh, the game itself. Not a big Portland City fan. Sorry. Shout out to Portland. I don't know. No, not shout out Portland. But San Diego's my hood. Jason loves San Diego. Loves San Diego. Probably a great place. A lot of Arizona, Arizona fans. Ton of Arizona fans. Yeah, there's a huge, huge alumni base there. You know what? Let's book our hotel. All right. Anyway, with that being said, 
Arizona on Fox. Uh, Casey Jacobson is on the call. I this believe. is on, on Fox. Yeah, weird Strange. game for Fox, but what are you going to do? I'm Maybe gonna, they got it confused with football. I, I do want to shout out, since this was a Brielle-centric evening, we're going to shout out her school principal, Mr. Henry Winker of Richardson Elementary. I actually went to high school with Hank at Flowing Wells High School. He was my buddy, but he's an excellent principal. I know he gets a kick out of listening to the podcast. He always teases Brielle every day, and she always is appalled and embarrassed, so it's really, really cute. And I just thought it would be nice to give him a little shout-out. That was very sweet of you. I would also like to shout out my high school principal. <laughs> in Agora Hills, in Agora California. Hills, I, don't even, I don't know if he's alive. It's not your fault that I am friends and or know people I went Here's to high school Here's the thing with. with Shelby. It's ridiculous. Like, I work for a website. People recognize me, whatever. We once went into, like, a bakery in Seattle, and the girl handed Shelby a croissant and was like, oh, are you Shelby? I was like, what are we doing here? It's yep. a random bakery in Seattle. Yep. And so we can't go anywhere. That's the power of conversation and yeah. just chatting. That's the power of Jason not talking to people. Jason would rather just go hide under a rock. Yeah. <laughs> I'm wearing my pandemic mask way beyond the pandemic. There's actually a story in Seattle. He, Jason was recognized in Seattle. So you can't get on your high horse, but I knew someone in Seattle. Or I like Seattle there. as well. Big fan of Seattle. We did go on our honeymoon there. Oh. And we've been many times. Oh, shucks. But we always go when it's sunshining. We get lucky. We bring yeah. the sunshine with us. Yeah, we wait for the riots and stuff to be over, and then. Yeah, we don't go. <laughs> anyway. Speaking of riots, no sh- spitting. Everyone behave at the game tomorrow. Yeah, there's no Stay reason for the. Classy Arizona. And you know what? There's no reason for the fu chance. You know. It, if I was if I was a student, I would first of all a couple things. I'm gonna go on a little rant. Okay, let's here. do a rant. Let's do uh, it. We were gonna close, but when I was a student, there used to be like a. Uh, like a newspaper that was handed out and it would make fun of certain players and you would say like certain chants, never like derogatory, be like, you know. It was like a tip of the hat. Right, and, and they were great. And that went away and since then the most creative chant, the Zona Zoo, which was very hostile, very good the other night. Um, it's just like F you and then player's name. And it's, it's look, you know, I'm not, I'm not approved by any stretch of the imagination. I say the F word quite a bit as Shelby knows. But it's just not creative. Like, we got to be creative. Yeah, let's do something else. I, I mean, I know that it's it does make it a hostile environment. We want McHale to be a hard place for other teams to play in. But at some point, it does get a little apropos. Like, there's other things that are, are better to say. They should chant, like, mockingly, gosh darn you. Gosh darn you, boogie. Like, that'd be... But the other flip side of that oh, is, shucks, is everyone's feelings really that hurt? Or is it because we, we're a family-friendly environment, we just shouldn't well, be saying those darn F-words? Let me tell you a story here. I went to a ASU-Arizona football game my freshman year. Or maybe it was my sophomore year of college. I don't remember. And my parents came to the game. And I said, do you want to live a little or do you want to have normal seats? And they go, no, let's, let's ride. So I got them Zona Zoo tickets. Wow. Student section, ASU game. My parents would never do that. And it was brutal. And there was another parent. This is a true story. It was Jason Johnson's mom. And I yelled out something like, Jason Johnson, like, you know, I, I didn't, you suck or something. And his mom turned to me and yelled at me. And my mom said, if you don't like the way the kids are speaking, get out of the student section. You Solid know? advice for Mama Shear. Mama Shear knows. If you can't take the heat, get out of the kitchen. I was at a USC football game when I was in college with a friend of mine. Shelby killed a man. I don't, we don't talk about that one. I was just going to say that my friend had a, a, a vodka bottle, like 
like was tossed in the crowd and it happened to hit her. It was a crazy game in the student section. So Shelby killed that guy. <laughs> Again, I'm not talking about that, but you know, basically we could do better probably, but at the same time, none of us are My favorite chant ever was I went to a Wisconsin UNLV football game in Vegas with Allison, my sister. And uh, two things. Number one, a player on UNLV got hurt, and the entire Wisconsin section we were sta- uh, standing in started chanting, shoot him like a horse. And then we had an inflatable cow, and someone on UNLV grabbed it and threw it at my head, and I thought I was going to fight him. And then all of a sudden, 5,000 people pointed at the kid and chanted, you're an asshole, for about five minutes. And the kid had to leave because he was so embarrassed. So There are creative cr- ways. There's creative ways. There's creative ways. With that being said, I appreciate you, all of you equally. Everybody on the UCLA message boards, I love you. Thanks for all of the kind words you said about Jason today, guys. You break me down to build me up, and I understand. Yep, and now UCLA gets to play who? ASU, they're going to kill ASU. I'll tell you this, if UCLA loses to ASU, I'm actually not going to be around. You're going to have to take my computer. Yeah. It's going to be one of those. So with that being said, thank you guys for joining us. Thank you. Wildcat Scoop podcast this is shelby shear i'm jason shear and uh yeah we'll talk to you later Bear down. Down. post credits meanest fan base you've ever been around as a fan oh man that's hard san diego state <laughs> and unlv but san diego state was rough san diego state was bad unlv annoyed me with that stupid rebels chant they have but i guess they, they weren't mean I have never been so uncomfortable that than Arizona playing at San Diego State. Their fans are mean. I went there with a, an old co-worker. I wasn't even, I was dating Shelby, but you were at home. Yeah, I, I went home. with my parents. And I've never misbehaved more because of what San Diego State fans said to me and my parents. And Gersh was there too at the time. And like... I thought you were going to get carted out. Yeah, like, I texted Gersh. I was like, if you, like, he was, like, in the thick of things. I was like, if you, if we need to throw, like, we're ready. Like, the whole family was ready. It was Contentious, elbows out. I mean, it was mean. Now you know. If you go to San Diego State, you better be prepared. Word up. Every sport has their big, juicy controversy. Boxing has the Mike Tyson ear bite. Cycling has Lance Armstrong. Baseball has its steroid era. Curling has... Broomgate. It's a story of broken relationships, houses divided, corporate rivalry, and a performance-enhancing broom. It was a year I'd like to forget. Broomgate. Available now.